Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. God has given us dry from the inside out. So many times people have, they get excited about something, they get emotional about something, and they're running with all this strength and all this power in their feet. But the reason they don't last is because it didn't come from the inside. They responded to some external stimuli and they got, and they, and they got their flesh titillated and, 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 and then all of a sudden they went running after something. But how many you know when, you, when, when something is from the outside, it can only last but for so long? But God is saying for the rest of your days, you're going to have to live from the inside out. Meaning that we're not going to be moved by what we see. <laughs> for the just shall live by faith. So uh, I'm, go I'm going to infuse in you that, that today is the day that you start dreaming in color. Yeah. You know, they say every time you dream, most of the time people dream in black and white. So you don't remember every vivid detail. But God said it is time for you to start dreaming in color. Dreaming in color and God gave me this title and I said God what does that mean? He said I'll give you the word but I want to but I want God. I said God come on that's kind of deep now You got to give me something you got to give me something. He said I want my children to start dreaming in color God led me to a study. I looked on the internet and I found a study that was done over in the Arab Emirates and, and, and they did a study of two control groups. One group, both groups, they showed the same pictures but one group they showed the pictures in black and white and the other group they showed in color. Somebody say in color. And after, the, after they, they showed them the same pictures for the same amount of time, and then they let a couple, about 15 minutes pass, and then they brought them back in the room, and they asked them what they remember seeing. And the ones that saw the pictures in color had a 45% had a higher retention rate than those that saw it in black and white. Tell somebody they saw it in color. I said, well, God, what does that mean? What does that mean? He said, I want my children to look at the dream that I gave them with such vivid detail that when it doesn't look like the dream is alive, yeah. when you can't even feel, when everything goes opposite of what God shows you, you can go back to your closet and, God, and close your eyes and you can see with vivid detail That it does not appear what it shall be. It don't look like it. Tell somebody it don't look like it right now. It don't look like it right now. Let's be honest. We got to be honest and acknowledge it don't look like I don't look like what I'm going to be. But in the end, the vision shall speak and not lie. Oh, my God. So tell somebody I'm going to dream in color. And so we're going to have just a little bit of a case study of Joseph. Joseph is the dreamer, right? 
just to let you know a little bit about Joseph. Joseph was the son of Jacob. He was one of the youngest sons of Jacob. And the word of God said he favored Jacob so much that he gave him a coat of many colors representing the favor of the father. Tell somebody I've got the father's favor. I'm a recipient of the father's favor. And so he gave him a coat. But if that wasn't bad enough, Joseph had a dream. And he had a dream one day that he had a dream one day that he was lording over his brothers and his brothers were bowing down, serving to him. And here, here's the thing. Most preachers have preached it before that he said, look, you, you got to be careful who you ch- tell your dream to. But God told me the opposite thing, y'all. God, he told me this. This is what y'all ready to write this down. He said speaking confirms your belief in your own dream. Speaking confirms belief in your own dream. Some things won't be established until you speak it. And so I'm not saying the other preachers who have preached it in the past are wrong, but the fact of the matter is that has been taught out of place of fear, thinking man can do something to you. But if God be for us, I don't care if it's my brother, I don't care if it's my daddy, I don't care what slew foot devil tries, if God be for us, who can be against us? And what God showed you in your head, what God showed you in the spirit, God said it's time to start declaring it. Just like a king did in the old kingdom, it was not law until the king spoke it. And nothing is released from heaven unless it is first spoken in the earth. Tell somebody beside you, I'm going to start speaking it. When you acknowledge it, you receive favor for it. But you got to be like Jesus. Here's our first scripture, Luke the fourth chapter. Here's what you have to, he have to be like Jesus. This is after Jesus had, Jesus had went and been baptized and was the word of God said he was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And he, and he was tempted 40 days and 40 nights on every hand. The devil lifted him up to a pinnacle and said, look, if you are truly the son of God, won't you just jump, won't won't you just jump off and the angels are going to pick you up. And and, and then, and then Jesus told me, he said, look, I ain't going to tempt the Lord God. You ain't, you ain't got to test me. And that's what, that's why everybody, we got to shut the devil devil up with the word the devil's trying to tell you who you are you better listen to who God says you are the devil can't come and challenge you if you know who you are and Jesus said this he said Jesus said he 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 came into the synagogue after he came from being tempted and tell somebody after you pass the test after you pass the test, then it's time to start making some declarations. Jesus came into the synagogue and he and he he they gave him what they called the scroll. And what they used to do in the synagogue on the Sabbath, that, that the rabbis would come up and they would just get up and they would just start reciting the word of God. And they get they and the word of God said that he that he opened up the book to the book of Elias, which is Isaiah. And he said, like this: He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year somebody said the acceptable year 2016 is an acceptable year this is what Jesus did y'all and it said and then he closed the book meaning it is a finished matter ain't no more discussion tell somebody close the book 
after you declare what God has put on your life, it's time to close the book. Ain't no room, ain't no more room for discussion. Ain't no more room for somebody to say, well, you ain't this, you ain't this. You ain't God. You can't determine what I'm not. Tell somebody, tell them, close the book. It said Jesus closed the book and again he, then he gave it to the minister and then he sat down. Meaning it is a finished matter. There is nothing else to discuss. The devil always trying to tell you what you're not. And how, many, how, how ignorant you are. How many degrees you don't have. But how many you know with Jesus you are the majority and you can do all things through Christ that strengthen you. Tell somebody close the book and sit down. Ain't no more room for discussion. It said, and all of the eyes of them that were in a in synagogue were fastened upon him. And this is what Jesus, this is what Jesus blew their mind. And he began saying unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. That was like Jesus standing up and saying something and dropping the mic. Can you imagine somebody getting up there and saying, look, I am the son of God. That what I just read, you're looking at him. That trouble in your family, you need to stand up at the next family reunion and say, you are looking at the answer. You are looking at the lifeline. They got problems on the job. You need to schedule an appointment with your boss and say, the blessing is on me and I have the answer. If you simply trust me, you simply, God's going to give, oh God, I thank you. God's going to give people some ideas for the workplace. And God said, I'm going to give you favor and audience with people of influence. And all you got to do, don't shake your knees, stand flat footed and look them eyeball to eyeball and say, I am the answer that you've been waiting on. But y'all know what the response was? The response was his brothers got mad and they threw him in a pit. And that's the reason most preachers preach this. Be careful what you say to people because they can throw you in a pit. Do you not know they did, they did Joseph a favor because you know what they did? They, call, they, they separated the assassins of the dream from the dreamer. And when people turn their back on you, honey, they doing you a favor because deep down inside of you, there ain't nothing but a little bit of hater and they are an assassin and they are murderers and they are abortion doctors over what God put in your spirit. So when they turn it back, on, tell somebody they ain't doing nothing but a favor for you. Throw me in my pit. And you know what they had the nerve to do? They had the nerve to take the coat of favor off from him and take it to daddy. Meaning they say, well, we done took your favor from you and we leaving you to die. See, see, I don't need the favor on me. Joseph was walking with the favor inside of him. So you can take my job. You can take my house. You can put me in a jail if you want to. As long as I've got the blessing and the favor of God. I can thrive in a pit. I can thrive in a valley. I can thrive in a dungeon because the blessing of the Lord is resting inside of me. That's why the word of God said, out of your belly shall flow living water. Your enemy can't take what's in your belly. Woo, I don't know if I'm going to make it through it all today, y'all. He was in the pit. 
but the dream was still alive. And so I want you to write this down. An alive dream means an alive you. An alive dream means an alive you. Meaning you can't leave here until your dream is fulfilled. If you purpose in your mind, God don't care how old I am. You didn't use, you didn't use Abraham until he was in his 90s. Until I fulfill my purpose, what you put in my heart, I cannot leave this earth until I fulfill my dream. Tell somebody an alive dream means in an alive you. You may be in a pit, but you still got favor and the dream. You still got favor and a dream. Declare it to somebody. Tell them I've got favor and a dream. That's enough to keep you alive. And I, I got proof that, that the favor was still on him. A, a band of Ishmaelites came and got him out of a pit. Y'all know the Ishmaelites, don't you? That is the sworn enemy of his granddaddy. That's his, that's his stepbrother. That, that, that's his half-brother's people. Who are, who are the sworn enemies? Who are the enemies of the people of Israel? God will use your old enemies. Somebody listen to me good. Some people that did you wrong decades ago. When you're in the pit, they're going to be the one that's going to come and bless you. God's going to use the enemy of your father and your forefather to come to be the rescue in the life of you. Where your new enemy has left you for dead, God gonna call an old enemy come and get you. Y'all bet. Whew. Tell somebody all because I'm dreaming in color. Turn with me to Genesis 39. The band of Ishmaelites took him down to Egypt, and they ended up sell, they, they ended up selling him to a man named Potiphar. Potiphar was one, was one of the, the, the highest ranking officials in Egypt. And look at what happened in 39 and 3. And his master, meaning Potiphar, saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did prosper. His slave owner said, wait a minute, it's something different. This ain't just no ordinary slave. Which means that even in bondage, y'all, the favor of God, the blessing is still at work. Some of you may feel like people are just using you. You feel like you may be a slave that have no value, but tell somebody, the, tell somebody the blessing is still at work. Come on, come on, declare that the blessing is still at work. I don't care if you sweeping somebody's floor. I don't care if you cleaning somebody's toilet. I don't care if you being a nanny for somebody's children. Tell somebody the blessing is at work. Paul said this, and Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. Uh oh, tell somebody serve. Serve with all the blessing, with all the confidence, with all the dreaming and color he did. Tell somebody he served. And, and Joseph found grace in the sight and he served and he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had was put to his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Let me tell you, some of the reason. That these businesses are thriving the way they are. Some of the reason these knucklehead family members say, I don't know why the Lord keeps blessing me. God is blessing people for your sake. 
So they will want to treat you good because you are the connection to the glory and the favor and the blessing of God. Tell somebody, you better treat me good. God told Abraham, I will bless those that bless you. And I will curse those that curse you so it will behoove your boss to elevate you. It will, it will, behoove, it will behoove your supervisor and your vice president to give you a raise because tell somebody the blessing is in me. But look at this, y'all. Joseph's excellence. He could have said, woe is me. Here I am, my brothers, and sold me into slavery. And I'm, I'm, supposed to be, I'm supposed to be king of all. I'm supposed to be, you know, I was my daddy's favorite. But sometimes God's going to have to get you out of the comfort where you were coddled. Where you felt safe. Where, 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 where mama kissed your boo-boo. And, 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 and is you okay? And if you, if you drank some milk, make sure they dab and, and dab your lips and walk. God got to get you away from your safe and your comfortable place. If you're going to be a dream fulfiller, and let me see the hands of the dream fulfillers in this room. If you're going to be a dream fulfiller, God is saying, God is saying that it is going to come at the cost of you getting away from your comfortable place. But even, even when he got away from his comfortable place, he was still serving with excellence. So you can't be, you know, you, know, uh, you can't be up there with your feet up and, and, and playing uh, and, and, and flipping paper clips in the office and trying to play basketball and trying to get him how, many, how close I can get it to the wastebasket and think that God is just going to prosper you. No, he worked his excellence where he was. We can't be daydreaming, Lord, I just thank you that the favor's on me and I'm going to be running this place one day. Well, you got to show somebody that you are fit and excellent to run it. The glory of the Lord is not on faith without works is what, y'all? Door not dead. So you need to be early to your job. You need to be willing if you need to to stay late. If lunch is an hour, you need to be back at 59 minutes. Somebody say excellence. It wasn't just a favor alone. It was the excellence that Joseph was displaying that opened the door for favor. Amen? So the question is, how well do you serve? It's not a question of how well do you lead. It's how well do you serve? Because when you're committed to something that you have no control over, you qualify to lead it. If you take ownership over somebody else's dream, that if I don't do my part, the team is going gonna, is gonna to suffer. If I don't do my crucial part, I don't care. I don't care. See, when, when I was in high school, I used to, I used to play in, 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 the or, in the orchestra, in the band, and I, I used to play the, uh, the, the timpani, right? And, and anybody know about, about the orchestra playing in the timpani, you can wait. You, you can be waiting 10 minutes. But the whole time I had to keep reading the music because I knew my part was coming. And I might have one part to say, and that may be the only thing I do in a song. But if I did not do my part, the whole orchestration would have suffered. And I don't care how insignificant you think your part is. Be looking at the sheet music. Be, 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 be looking at, oh, my time's coming. I don't care if I got three beats to do. I don't care if I don't do that, but open up the house. I don't care if I don't do that, but sweep up everybody doing. I'm going to do it with excellence like, like the world depended on it. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord in excellence. And that is how you open the door for it for to be exalted. Amen. Tell somebody it's about excellence. 
So he got elevated over all of Potiphar's estate. I mean, he was the man. Went from slave to the man. Nobody did anything unless Joseph told him to do it. And what ended up happening was Potiphar's wife said, you know, you're kind of cute. And you know, uh, Potiphar's out in this other province. He's gone to meet with Pharaoh. He's going to be gone in a couple of weeks. Why don't you uh, come by, you know, after you finish doing what you're doing. I ain't going to bother you right now, but, you know, would you, you know come, come, come and lay with me. And what he ended up saying first, y'all, and this is how I can respect Joseph on a whole new level. First, he said, I can't sin against Potiphar. And then lastly, he said, I can't sin against God. Meaning we have to honor those that are in authority over us. Meaning I'm not going to get involved over the, 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 the water cooler talk because I don't care how wrong they are. The word of God says pray for those that are in authority. Let's render unto Caesar what is Caesar. And so, so he said first I'm not going to dishonor Potiphar because he has favored me to even be in this position. And secondly, I'm not going to dishonor my God. Some of us, we say, I'm, I'm not going to sin against God, but we, are, we, we over here offending everybody else along the way. Well, the devil is alive. I ain't doing that. I'm, 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 and, and, and acting like an unruly hooligan, and, and, and you doing more damage to the kingdom, calling yourself being religious and following the law. The word of God said, the letter killeth, but it is the spirit that maketh whole. It's the spirit that makes her alive. So it's okay what you're doing, but what spirit are you doing it in? Because the devil's going to come and tempt you just like he did Jesus. After he got baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him as a dove and God made a grand announcement to the earth that this is my son and who I am well believed, the word God said he went into the wilderness for the purpose to be tempted of the devil. So as blessed as you are, the level that to which you're going to be blessed Expect an integrity test on the level that God called you. And, th and this is what he did, y'all. He ended up walking in integrity. She, she gave up the first time, but the second time he came by, she said, come on, boy, I want you for real. Come on, come on. And he fled. Somebody said, you better run. You better run. When you know it's the devil, you can't play with Tar baby, you're going to get stuck. Coochie, coochie, coo, coochie, coochie. He gonna reach out to you. Wait a minute, let me go. Let me go. You don't know how many, you don't know how many men and women of God have truly been used by God, but they played with the devil. Well, that's all right. That's all right. She don't mean no harm. She just slipped me her number. I'm just gonna, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna counsel her properly. The devil is alive. You don't give no place to the devil. Don't you play with her, baby. You're gonna get stuck one day. Joseph ran. The word of God said, flee the very appearance of evil. When you flee, you ain't walking. You picking your, you picking your uh, Tom and Jerry up and you are moving. Tell somebody to flee. The very appearance. I'm talking about how we keep the dream alive, y'all. Hallelujah. And you know what ended up happening? She kept his clothes. Remember how they, they took his clothes from him when they put threw him in the pit? Took his clothing, kept a piece of it. He, he was running so fast, he said, look, keep the clothes, but you ain't getting me. And so she lied on him and told him he tried to rape her. 
And Potiphar was so upset that he threw him in jail. So my question is, how do you handle false breakthroughs? Because you would think that Joseph, hey man, the Fabian is at work. Man, I'm climbing the ranks. I'm climbing the ladder. My brothers threw me in a pit. And he said, look, man, even, it, even as a slave, God has favored me. And now, and, and now, and now uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in second in command under Potiphar. And all of a sudden, it, the whole plan came crumbling. So my question is, how do you handle when it is a false alarm breakthrough? After you made an integrity stand. Because you do know that if he had went ahead and did what he did, she would have kept it secret. And he would have kept on climbing the ladder, but he would have been standing on quicksand and not a firm foundation. You will get by some of the time. But eventually, like an option on the stock market, eventually the devil's going to make a call on his investment. And just like a game of Jenga, he going to pull that bottom one out and the whole thing going to come falling down. And so my question to you, some of you, some of you, God have may put dreams in your heart and you see a door opening and you see oh, the elevation starting to come. And God and, and somebody comes your way, they look like they're your ticket the way you're going to go. And all of a sudden you run into a roadblock and the thing just dissolves like. Whoosh. So how do you handle? I remember when my wife. I'm always talking about my wife was pregnant. We ain't having no more, y'all. I keep telling y'all that. <laughs> but I remember a couple weeks before she had the children, she had Braxton Hicks, which are real contractions. But they're like practice contractions. That mean that the baby's getting in position, the uterus is getting ready, getting, you know, getting its... You know, get this stamina up to get ready to do, to do the hard work that it's going to do in labor. And that's what, that's what some of these false breakthroughs, they are the Braxton Hicks of your destiny. Tell somebody, it's just a practice. So when, so, so when the false breakthrough falls to the floor, don't get discouraged. It was just a practice. Maybe it was just to, so that you can have your integrity test. Maybe it was just a testing of the emergency broadcasting system. That in the event of emergency, you will hear, you will go through these steps. Maybe God is sending just a weather balloon to test out how you're going to react. He said, because if you can pass this test, if you can be faithful in little, then I can trust you in much. That's about to be faithful in little. Can you be faithful through the disappointment? Can you be faithful that when it looks like somebody is leading up you up a golden stair and the golden stair leads to a cliff and you fall off of it, can you still see your, see your dream in color? Can you remember the details? Can you still say when you have disappointment hit you in the gut like a sledgehammer, can you still say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him? It does not yet appear what I shall be, but when he comes, when he comes through, when God reveals, when God shows up with the deliverance that I've been praying on, I'm going to be just like him. I want to leave this with you. Walking in integrity may close more doors than it opens. But all you need is one door. 
integrity, and I'm telling you, y'all going to see it in the, in the next couple weeks. Integrity may close more doors than they open, but all you need is one door. All you need is one door. See, the world tells us, get as many hands, as many buckets as you can. You need to go over here and get with these people. And this person know how to do this. God says, stop chasing after people. I will send somebody by you. You know if he sent the prophet down by the brook that was dried up, and he said, I'm going to send ravens. I'm going to send buzzers to feed you. Don't you know God knows where you are? He will get you what you need. You focus on having integrity and being obedient and let God produce the results. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.